Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Howdy, folks. Got blood, violence, freaks of nature. Well, then, come on down. You know, if I wanted to kill somebody... I'd take this book and beat you to death with it, and I wouldn't feel a thing. Take our life from us. We laid it down. We got tired. There's over! Ladies and germs! Welcome to Stories from the Crypt. Good evening. Take a trip into the forest. Follow the knocks. Follow the branches breaking. But be quiet. Don't be seen. Because you need to bring me the head of the leshy. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Mate, leshies are, you know, notoriously hard to kill. They were one of the strong, stronger... On Witcher 3. Creatures to do on Witcher 3, man. I'd yeah. love the ability to be able to burst into crows, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just get out of social awkward situations. <laughs> burst into crows, like, yeah. you know, get but... out of anything. <laughs> yeah, fuck! <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, welcome to the stories from the crypt. Good evening. Stories. Welcome to stories from the crypt. Yeah, my name is Luke. My name is Max. We are a spooky shit paranormal ufo ghost cryptid movie review podcast we are we talk about all things weird all things odd uh spending too much time on the internet looking for the weirdest news stories we can possibly find and bringing them to you to your ear holes yes um but we are on all of the social um at sftc podcast yeah Give us a follow. At SFTC Podcast, uh, if you go over to the Twitter, you can find all the links to the articles that we uh, discuss in this week's episode. Yes, yes, you can send us an email at storiesfromthecrypt at gmail.com. You know, if you've got any interesting stories, any... any spooky tales? Spooky tales. Have you ever been tossed off by a thunderbird? you ever been bummed by a boggart? <laughs> bummed by a <laughs> Have you ever been ousted by an owl man? <laughs> you ever been serenaded by a selkie? Ooh. Or have you ever been beaten by a bar guest? Uh, you got a list of cryptids again. I have. <laughs> you have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scrolling down, yeah. I was like... Drop us an email at storiesfromthecryptatgmail.com with your spooky stories or your weird, weird shit's happened to you. We'll talk about it yeah, on your behalf. Been... We're on all good podcasting platforms. Just you can find us wherever you listen to this. That's where we are. If you could give us a review, that'd be fucking perfect. That'd be give lovely. us a little follow and a little thumbs up, thumbs up, and the bell notification, all that, and get notified when we drop episodes every Tuesday. Should we uh, jump into the news? Let's dive straight into this news, mate. Right. Uh, oh yeah, we've got that teaser from last week. Was it the Do low? Indeed. Was it Loeb or Loab? 
Loeb, Loab? I, I don't the know. AI, AI cryptid. Yeah, so this is a brand new cryptid into the space, uh, which is amazing. Loeb, the horrifying cryptid haunting AI's latent space. The top quote. Her presence is persistent and she haunts every image she touches. And if we want to get rid of her, it's already too late. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the internet has spawned no shortage of contemporary cryptids, haunting hidden beings shrouded in folklore, from Slenderman to Momo to mysterious entities that stalk the murky yellow corridors of the back rooms. These are all characters or creatures that have been dreamt up in the imaginations of human beings before taking on a life of their own, spread via forum posts, arcane video essays, and esoteric memes. Their origins aren't easy to trace at the best of times. But what if the human element was removed all together? So, the image generating artificial intelligence has basically produced, um, keeps on producing a slightly terrifying image of an unknown woman. According to the person who first made the discovery, the woman who they have named Loeb or Loab is persistent and she haunts every image she touches the face which becomes more horrifying under certain prompts was spotted when a twitter user and ai image creator super composite did some experiments using negative prompt weights uh yeah so in usual image generation a user types in a prompt that they wish the ai to create whether it's a nice cat gordon ramsay screaming at a baby Using negative prompts, you will instead ask the AI to create something as far away as possible from the original prompt. Uh, of course, AI doesn't quite have the same com uh, concept of opposites as we do, so when the super, super compo composite, fuck me, typed the term Brando as a prompt and negatively weighted it, it came out with a logo of a silhouette town with the words Digita Pintix written across the front. Um, curious, they typed uh, in a description of the logo and assigning a negative weight. Oh, fucking hell. It's very, uh, goes very in-depth. Yeah, he got, this, he got this picture of this logo, then he said, described it, and then basically said, do the opposite, and then this woman appeared. That's pretty much what happened, isn't it? Yeah, Digna Pintix logo, as a prompt, I received I know, a he whole talked... bunch of images, all uh, of the same devastated-looking older woman. Yeah, that was it. He typed what it said on the logo that the AI had created. Yeah, he and it in them words, up. and it created this woman. This woman yeah, giving it, it the name Loab. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... You've you've seen the pictures of I've her seen as well, haven't you? They're fucking weird. Jesus Christ! Like you know, it's bad when you're scrolling down the thing and it says the following media includes potentially sensitive content for the tweets. Yeah, and and it's all like the same woman's. Oh Jesus Christ! Have you not seen them all before? No. <laughs> yeah, the screen. I think I've seen them before. Like I've seen the these ones. Yeah. But that. Oh yeah, yeah I've seen that as well. 
Sweet fucking Christmas. Yeah, that these, is these will go on the Instagram and the Twitter. Horrifying. That's just horrendous, isn't it? Like, it's pretty bad. Did it say anything more about it? Or no. It just all pictures now? Yeah, it's all, mostly all pictures. And by using prompts that Super Composite believed were far enough away from Loab to distort her, she would disappear. However, making derivative images using the outputs would sometimes see her appear at unexpected times. Fucking hell. It's not clear which system was used for the initial creation as Super Composite declined to name it claiming that they didn't want to start some kind of viral trend of people making gory stuff with the tools that they've used. It's also unclear why the AI would create the image from a negative prompt showing that the logo, uh, what it has to do with Brando, or why it's associated with concepts surrounding horror and gore used by the AI. What's Mate. that tweet say? To clarify for to, to press, many are asking for an explanation without jargon. I bought a, a real IRL demon to life. Research has found that demons are real and live inside of computers. <laughs> computers are little houses God. for demons. And the church is like a big house for angels. Fucking <laughs> okay, assholes. Genuinely terrifying, that is, mate. That's pretty fucking weird. Like, I'll give it a month. There'll be a fucking film about Loab. Mate... <laughs> You know there will be. Fucking, I'll stake my reputation on that. Not that I have one. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's the new AI cryptid known as Loab. Hit me with your headlines then, boy. You want me to go first on the headlines this week? Yeah, man. Right. King Charles will abdicate next year, according to Psychic, who reads Asparagus. (laughs) I saw that. I nearly got that, and then I was like, I'm not talking about that big-eared prick. (laughs) Startling eyewitness accounts resurface of Australian UFO incident in Major Town in 1994. Man wiped out boss's family after getting rejected for a job promotion. Fucking hell, that went dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mate. Fuck me. Right, news me then, mate. Archaeologists open burial cave sealed since the time of Ramesses the Great. Ooh. I mean, seal it back up immediately. You know yeah, what I mean? Fuck that right off. Don't want none of that. <laughs> Fresh Loch Ness monster sighting after new webcams fitted over lake. Ooh, love it. Lights can explode and kill thousands of people in an instant. Now scientists are worried about one in particular. You say lakes. Lakes. As in the bodies, the bodies of, water. of water. Holy shit, they can explode. That's what it says. Fuck. More on that later. <laughs> and this is a, 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 an update from uh, last week. Black puma spotted on roof above Chester Market toilets. <laughs> Chester Market? Yeah. Uh, what do you want first then, mate? Asparagus. You want the asparagus? King Charles will abdicate next year, according to Psychic, who reads asparagus. Jemima, who is also pre- predicting the return of Boris Johnson. Oh, fuck me, I not. She famously correctly predicted Brexit, Prince Philip's death, Theresa May being ousted as Prime Minister, and Harry and Meghan stepping back from the royal family. Fucking hell. Yeah, that. That's I mean, quite a lot to get right, but what she got wrong? That's they the never question. tell you that, do they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when shit happens, you can normally go, that might happen in the future. You yeah, know did she I mean? put a date on this stuff, or is this just like a generalisation that it might happen? I don't know. That's their, but... they're, generally, they're probably quite easy. Like, yeah, I could 
go, Prince Charles is going to die in the next 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's not a hard prediction to make, but it's something that could easily come true. Very fair. Yeah. A fortune teller who predicted the Queen's death using asparagus tips says King Charles III will hand over reign to Prince William next year. Jemima Packington is the world's only... I'm sorry, I thought you were going to say Jemima Puddleduck then. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Packington is the, is the world's only... Asparamancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this just gets better and better. I oh, know, she says she sees the future by tossing spears. By tossing spears? Is that what asparagus is called? Is that a spear of asparagus? Yeah, that makes sense. Into the air and interpreting how they land. She famously corrected Brexit, Prince Philip's death, Theresa May being ousted, Harry and Meghan stepping back, and tragically, one of her most poignant predictions for 2022 proved correct when Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II died at Balmoral Castle last Thursday. Uh, That... Sounds very similar to how Vikings used to do fortune telling or predict the future. They'd throw the rune sticks in the air, like just sticks. They would land and they would try and interpret them as, as rune shapes to predict ah. what would be happening. And then obviously go. that evolved into rune stones where they'd carve runes on stones and throw them. And they'd, yeah, different and then that mean different evolved things. into asparagus. But yeah, but no, obviously, <laughs> just a moron who's, who's getting shit right. But it sounds very similar to reading the rune sticks. I was going to say, I thought there was something, there was something niggling in the back of my head that was like, oh, he's like, I feel like I've heard that before, but not with asparagus, with yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier this year, Jemima, 65, saw the spears of the veg form the shape of a broken crown. She said, the spears formed a crown which some broken off with indicated to me that there'd be a great royal sadness. <laughs> when I saw pictures of the Queen welcoming Liz Truss, I noticed how frail she looked. I said to my friend, Oh, won't be long now. And I thought back to my readings of the spears and thought to myself, Oh no, I'm a huge fan of the Queen. And then I was very sad when she died. So you predicted fuck all then? Basically, yeah. You threw some asparagus, <clears throat> and then you've retrospectively gone, oh, it looked like a broken crown. The, the Queen looks frail. She's going to die. Anyone could see the Queen was looking fucking frail. Pictures, or it didn't fucking happen, <laughs> yeah. Jemima. Jemima has now made a string of predictions about the immediate future of the monarchy, which includes handing over of the duties to Prince William, while Prince Anne will become Duchess of Edinburgh. Her other tips suggest Boris Johnson will make an unexpected return and serve as PM for a second time by taking over the leadership from Liz Truss. Yeah, that's not that unexpected. A lot of people think that might happen. Really? Yeah. Oof. Since the Queen died, I did a re... Oh, sorry. Can, <laughs> has she predicted if Andrew's going to go to fucking jail for being a nonce or not? Probably not, no. unfortunately. You're Since... dead to me. Yeah. Since the Queen died, I did a reading and some very interesting things came out. In one formation, I saw the spears make the letter A, pointing to the letter E. I interpreted this as Prince Anne being made Duchess of Edinburgh, which would be a wonderful tribute to a father who she is very close to. 
She's the most hard working of the royals, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't care. Sharp. We don't care about the royals. It probably Royal means lizards. go to A&E. You've got fucking brain damage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know. No offence to Jemima. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. You can see a picture but of her A&E, like. A&E can be interpreted as anything. Come on. Yeah. And apparently her final tip is that Ukraine will defeat Russia in the war, devastating the country. Ooh, I don't but know about she that. she didn't put devastating which country. Yeah. Um, but, Not from what I heard this morning. Like, what Russia are up to? Yeah, I know. There she is. Jemima Packington in all of her glory. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, holding her tips closely. Oh, gingerly. Oh, does, it even, does the article say how she got into... Asparagus reading? You mean how she became a... Asparamancer! <laughs> uh, it does not, actually. Oh, come on. I kind of want to know her backstory, how she figured this out. Did she just accidentally drop some asparagus <laughs> and when she was coming back from the shop? And she dropped out, down the it smelt out, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck! I kind of want to know her backstory, to be quite honest. But we may never know. She's too mysterious for that shit, obviously. Right, knows me. What you got? What, what you want I kind of want to hear about this burial chamber because, uh, of course, we had the the and killing stone that cracked open quite and recently. We had the, the vampire burial. We've had the vampire burial. So it's, this this shit's all starting to add up now, mate. Archaeologists open burial cave sealed since the time of Ramesses the Great. A cave sealed since the time of Egypt's most powerful pharaoh has been found by accident in an Israeli national park with relics intact. Relics intact, as That's well. what it says. Ooh. Uh, evidence for the proposition you can't dig a hole in the Middle East without hitting a historical artifact has come from come from Palanim Beach National Park in Israel. In this case, however, a mechanical digger has revealed considerably more than one piece of antiquity after it hit a rock. The operators realised their digger had opened the roof of an entire cave filled with items of archaeological interest on on exploration by the Israeli Antiquities Authority, IAA. The space was found to have been sealed for... 3,300 years since the reign of Ramesses II, but have no apparent concerns about changing that. Ramesses II, often referred to as Ramesses the Great, ruled over an empire that extended far beyond the Nile, including up to the Mediterranean coast and taking in what is now Gaza, Israel, Lebanon and parts of Syria. Somewhere during that occupation, it seems some of his subjects supported the roof of a cave around 12 kilometres south of what is now Tel Aviv, with a central pillar and entombed some bronze artefacts. The items remained undisturbed over thousands of years as control of the location shifted countless times. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime discovery. (laughs) It's extremely rare to come across an Indiana Jones film set, a cave floor laid out with vessels untouched for 3,300 years since the late Bronze Age, said Dr. Eli Yanni of the IAA in a statement to IFL Science. (laughs) Who's from Gannick Chase. Yeah, well, I'm not going to attempt to do an Israeli accent. That'd be yeah, extremely inappropriate. You would get the fact that the cave was sealed and not <laughs> looted in later periods would allow us to employ modern scientific methods available today to retrieve much information from the artifacts and from the residues extant on the vessels. For example, 
organic remains that are not visible to the naked eye, Yanni added. The cave may furnish a couple, a complete picture of the late Bronze Age functionary customs. The cave predominantly contains tens of pottery vessels of different forms and sizes, including deep and shallow bowls, some red-painted, footed chalices, cookie pots, storage jars, and lamps for lighting. The discovery is too new for the items to have been properly examined, but Yanni has identified some as having come from further north along the coastline, with others being products of Cyprus. Ramesses II may have been so oppressive to his subjects that he is considered a candidate for the biblical pharaoh on whom the ten plagues were inflicted. Fucking hell. The stability of his reign facilitated trade. Indeed, one of Ramesses's great victories was over pirates prying on the Mediterranean shipping. There is a twist to this tale, however. Having survived three millennia without being robbed, some items from the cave were snatched between its discovery and the IAA conducting the assessment. This is despite the fact the site was guarded the whole time. IAA officials are very keen to get the items back and have consequences of theft of antiques in Israel are severe. Even if you're not worried about ancient curses that have been building power all this time. Yeah, in it just, mate. IAA director Eli Escocido said, The news of the discovery of the cave spread like wildfire in the academic world. We have already received requests from so many scholars to take part in the planned archaeological. Archaeological? I'm saying it. Archaeological excavation. <laughs> Palanin Park already hosts an archaeological. 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 Archaeological trail but while some sites in the park date back two centuries further than the latest find most are from the period when it was a muslim fortress against crusader campaigns why the digger was op- operating in the national park has not been disclosed <laughs> <laughs> uh, we accidentally knocked this thing open guys uh, <laughs> don't know how we knew it was there so, that, yeah. that's sick though you 100% like where is Brendan Fraser we need him immediately yeah, because somebody has he's too busy accepting awards, awards for his new film The Whale you said that yeah. he's getting fucking awards left right and centre he is mate and he deserves them but mm. we need him to fight a fucking mummy right about now mm. I think <laughs> or they're going to crack one of the pots open and it's going to be the scarab beetles from the mummy oh mate can you imagine <laughs> right what you got next I'll, I'll save the uh, the, yeah, save the, the man uh, wiping out the family for last. Yeah, yeah, save the family annihilator for last. <laughs> yeah. Startling eyewitness accounts resurface of Australian UFO incident in a major town in 1994. Look like fucking floating on water can. <laughs> a TikTok video has reopened one of Australia's most intriguing X-Files by sharing remarkable eyewitness accounts of UFOs sighted above Gosford more than three decades ago. So many people from all walks of life reported seeing a metallic sphere-like object in New South Wales coast region or on or around New Year's Eve that it made national headlines. The so-called 1994 Gosford UFO incident has intrigued UFO enthusiasts ever since, and the TikTok video posted by the account UFO Legacy provides vivid evidence why. 
In the video made in 1996, housewife June O'Hare describes looking out of the glass doors of her house when something incredible loomed into view. Where I sit, I can fucking see the open water, and I just couldn't fucking believe the thing could appear just on the water fucking cunt, she said. <laughs> it, was some of the mo it was some kind of fucking crafty cunt, but it was completely <laughs> surrounded by fucking lights underneath and all around. It looked like a fucking carousel, you cunt. It wasn't anything flat. I was bewildered. Cunt. <laughs> Did you say it looked like a crafty cunt, or it looked like a craft you cunt? <laughs> it looked like a carousel. No, before that, it I'm wasn't. That's why you went. It was a right crafty cunt. <laughs> a fucking problem. It was some kind of craft. That was it. Oh, I thought you called it a crafty cunt. <laughs> a crafty cunt. I was fucking bewildered. Cunt. Has something in a pit. I kind of fucking lost the accent altogether now. No, it's all right. You're going fucking good. You're going good. You're going good. Didgeridoos, mate. Has something in I'm trying to get back into it. How <laughs> something could appear and disappear into thin air practically? I don't know why she'd put a question mark at the end of that. Because she's Re Australian, they do it for everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Retiree Margaret Howe saw from her house window what she described as a cylinder hovering over the lake. To the top of the water, all lit up. As that light was up, I could hear the rushing of water cunt. The movement of the water. The water being raised up and shortly around down comes the, the water on top of the lake, she said. What? That fucking... Let me read that again. The movement of the water and the water being raised up and shortly after down comes the water on top of the lake. I'm not young and people might think I'm a bit fucking strange, you can't. <laughs> Seen things or just had an imagination. I've got an imagination, all right, you can't, but not quite like that. Not like when I'm seeing something, I know, I saw it. Gosford police at the time said they had dozens of... I know of what I saw! Oh, I know what I fucking saw! <laughs> Gosford police at the time said they had dozens of calls on New Year's Eve reporting very similar occurrences. After this was reported in the local newspaper, more accounts emerged. All the people I spoke to had exactly the same fucking thing to say. There's no evidence, variance, whatsoever, in the object that was fucking sighted. It was fucking huge very shiny object in the shape of a ball at the bottom of the ball was a fucking number of huge fucking lights this object looked like it was fucking sucking up the water mate can't <laughs> can't former air traffic controller lindsay carter claimed he spotted something while on the pacific highway on the way from sydney to gosford I just fucking gazed out the fucking window. I'm in fucking hurry. No, that was yeah. sick. That was sick. I was just fucking gazing out the fucking front of the window of the car can't. I saw approximately half a kilometre away a bright fucking silver metallic light crossing from south to north. When you see something like that, there's a sure knowledge you're looking at a fucking something that's beyond your experience can't. The, the, the rest is just like general accounts. Um, from the past. And they go on. There's mm. a lot of them. Coincid and it literally ends with 
Coincidentally or not, 1994 was perhaps a period of peak popularity for paranormal pop culture sensation, The X-Files. Yeah, of course. But there, there's a shit ton of people that have all seen it, which is really cool. Yeah, a bit of an anticlimax, but that's the Daily Mail uh, for uh, you, to be oh, quite yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I guess we'll have to follow it on UFO Legacy. And their, I mean, it is TikTok from page. 1994, so it's just, it's just only resurfaced because someone's posted it on TikTok, that's why. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's nothing new. No. Nothing new, unfortunately. But, you know, we got to do some funny Australian accents. So who's a real winner here? Right then, you want the Nessie story then, do you? Oh, hit me with your Nessie. This is like quite... It's yeah, a bit the, of a running theme for us at the moment, isn't it? There's a lot of Nessies out, out yeah. and about out there. Yeah. Fresh Loch Ness monster sighting after new webcams fitted over lake. This is from a Lad Bible. Oh, a reputable news source. New new cameras installed at Loch Ness have capt- captured fresh evidence <laughs> that a horrifying beast is lurking in the lake. You can judge for yourself just how convincing the new footage is here. We will watch that in a sec. Since as far back as 564 BC, people have been convinced some kind of cryptid is lurking at the bottom of Loch Ness. Previously, monster hunters had to turn up in person to see if they could spot the creature. But that all changed this month when Visit Inverness Loch Ness installed new cameras around the lake. Can I just say, so this guy didn't have to leave his wife? <laughs> from yeah, the last yeah, one yeah. didn't have to leave his wife didn't have to move to the banks of Loch Ness yeah. to sell his little Nessie figures could have just watched it on the webcam <laughs> this means Nessie hunters can now scan the waters from the comfort of their own homes by watching the live stream and now one cryptid enthusiast claims he's come up trumps in footage captured on the new webcams, Owen Fagan spotted a long black object moving in the lake. Could the shape, the only darkened spot within the lock at the time of the sighting, really be Nessie? The first time the Clansman <laughs> webcam Loch Ness at 2013pm on September 6th is of a water disturbance and a long dark shape which was recorded for four minutes and was all the only darkened water visible in the recording of the log in the time. The other clip was captured on the 6th of September on the Shoreland Lodge's webcam and shows a shape in the region of 6 to 8 feet long, like an eel, or rather a very large or giant one. It's interesting, it looked like an eel, as scientists have previously speculated that the creature in Loch Ness could be a giant eel. It is not that simple though, the official protocol must be followed. There's official protocol? That's what it says. Unluckily for O'Fagan, all those who wish to submit findings from the webcams, they cannot be the ones to report the discovery. Visit Inverness Loch Ness, the owners of the cameras must be the ones to submit the footage to the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register. Once clarified, the captured footage will be officially recorded amongst the other evidence of the beast's existence. Whilst the inability for those watching via the webcams to report the sightings themselves is disappointing, the existence of them opens exciting possibilities. Fans now have the ability to monitor the lock 365 days a year and the possibility of future Nessie sightings are infinite. <laughs>
But yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Nessie sightings going on, isn't yeah. it? Oh, fucking hell. Is it breeding time for the monster? Yeah, it could be. Do you want the fam- family annihilator? I've got two left. Have you got two? Yeah. Do you want to do another? Do you want me to do the lakes? The lakes? Oh, yeah, mate. I want to hear about these exploding lakes. All right, then. So... Right, we'll, see. we'll see where <laughs> this goes. fucking terrifying. I think it's, it's quite long, but let's, let's see where this ends up. Lakes can explode and kill thousands of people <laughs> in an instant. Now <laughs> scientists are worried about one in particular. The 1986 Lake Nyos disaster claimed the lives of 1,746 people and thousands of animals. Wow. On August the 21st, 1986, tragedy struck Cameroon as Lake Nyos exploded, killing thousands of people and wildlife for miles around. The eruption was driven by a surge of deadly gas that had been released from the Earth's mantle and had been building up at the bottom of the lake for hundreds of years. Holy shit. A rock slide within the lake, landslide or volcanic activity may have been to blame for finally setting it free as a sudden disturbance of the lake facilitated the release of the 1.2 million tonnes of carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. The catastrophic emissions suffocated people in the vicinity as the gas caused asphyxiation by hypoxia, as well as being toxic. In such high concentrations, CO2 can knock a person out instantly and stop them from being able to breathe within a minute. Fucking hell. First person's accounts from the disaster shared by survivors to the Smithsonian Magazine talk about how the explosion began with a rumbling shortly after which frothy spray burst hundreds of feet into the air and a gust blew through homes in local villages the gas killed thousands of people and swathes of wildlife and livestock and an enormous white cloud formed over the water unfortunately the the devastation didn't stop there the heavy cloud sunk into the valley and made its way to a nearby settlement 15.5 15.5 miles away from the site <laughs> of the explosion, causing asphyxiation and death wherever it went. Only those <laughs> on high ground were able to avoid it. Oh, my God. So uh, this cloud of gas emerged from out of a lake and just... Blew up, settled, and then just fucked off with the wind and oh. killed whatever was in its path by the sounds Fucking of it. Fucking hell. Desperate to understand how such a tragedy could unfold, scientists from across the globe joined forces in Cameroon to conduct investigations on the Crater Lake. They revealed that the Nyos, along with other Crater Lake nearby, were both unusual in that they contained CO2-rich layers at the bottom, indicating that there were continuous gradual leak into the water. We now know that Cameroon volcanic line is home to 43 deep crater lakes like this, all of which, all which have the potential to contain deadly volumes of toxic gas. Holy shit! Elsewhere man. in the globe, similar similar lakes can be found in Italy, Tanzania, and the border of Rwanda. The weight of the water kept it at bay until a disturbance rumbled the waters in such a way the gas was suddenly belched into the air. A similar explosion had occurred at Lake Mananu two years before the 1986 disaster, though not on the same scale. The lakes can be managed with pipes that provide an escape for the gas so that it can be released into the atmosphere slowly rather than in one gigantic eruption. (laughs) However, scientists fear this may not be enough to prevent further disasters. Writing for the conversation, disaster management scholar, researcher and educator Henry Nigam Bang of 
Bournemouth University has shared concerns that a, a similar disaster may be brewing at Lake Cook, also in the also in Cameroon. Its waters have turned from blue to a dull red, something that was seen in Lake Nyos before the explosion. To prevent further loss of life, Bang's recommendations of the lakes in the region to be tested again with initial checks for most bodies of water in, Camer in the Cameroon volcanic line, having taken place over three decades ago. Indicators like thermal profile, concentration of dissolved gases, surface area, water volume and depth can be used to assess the lake's likelihood of holding massive CO2 deposits. Whilst testing for these would be logistically challenging, says Bang, keeping on top of monitoring the is the only way to prepare for and prevent future lake explosions. While the changing conditions at Cook are currently being tacked up to rainfall, he urges that its placement along the Cameroon volcanic line means a gas leak could strike any time. Another protective tool could be to place CO2 detectors near worrisome lakes like Cook and Nyos so that changing oh conditions could be detected and actioned as and when they occur. Equipping these with alarms could warn people living nearby to head for higher ground where heavy CO2 struggles to reach. Shit. That's intense, man. <sighs> yeah, there we go. Fucking hell. I didn't even realise that that was a thing. Yeah. It makes sense, though, doesn't it? If it's a crater lake, it's obviously... Uh, meteor that's hit thousands of millions of years ago into the crust and it's like just above this layer of co2 or whatever in the mantle that if it, there's a fucking like rumble or tectonic shift or a volcanic movement it's just gonna yeah it just leaks fucking out fire out oh my just god take out fucking 20 villages nearby or whatever it was <laughs> mate i'd me. never even heard of that ever happening before let alone it fucking off 15 miles yeah and killing well, the entire it's village just like of people a heavy fog in it so once it settles and if there's like a wind, wind change it's just going to get blown it's like uh, mustard gas isn't it same sort of yeah because that's because mustard mate. gas was heavier than air that it would seep into the trenches wouldn't it that's why they used it and go uh, drop down in at least we don't live in cameroon sorry if you do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> get to higher ground yeah immediately that's pretty heavy do you want to go into this family lie later <laughs> <laughs> would i <laughs> man wiped out boss's family after getting rejected for a job promotion a man accused of brutally executing an entire family outside of Houston eight years ago has finally been arrested, with authorities taking him into custody on Sunday, just moments after he arrived in San Francisco from China. Fang Lu, 58, now faces capital murder charges for allegedly massacring the Sun family. Mayo, 54, May Shi, 49, Timothy, 9, and Titus, 7. Jesus Christ. We're all found dead in separate bedrooms with bullet holes in their heads on January 30th, 30th, 2014. While the massacre itself is heartbreaking, the alleged motive behind it is equally chilling. Lou is suspected of wiping out the Sun family because he was mad at Mayo his superior at work did not recommend him for a promotion, said court documents obtained by the Houston Chronicle. Specifically, Lou told the feds in, a, in an, the feds <laughs> told the feds in an interview that he wanted to transfer to work at another department within the oil and gas company Cameron International Corporation, now Schlumberger, and asked Mayo to put in a good word. Instead of making a recommendation, however, Lou speculated that Mayo 
said something derogatory about him. Not, not only was he not promoted, but he claimed his co-workers began treating him differently a day after he asked for the promotion. Lou admitted to being angry at Mao over the incident and has always denied being behind the killings. Court documents say Lou told conflicting stories to the authorities about a gun he'd purchased and later returned to the store without a barrel. And that was enough to have a warrant issue. But it came after Lou had left the country. Authorities say they're now able to tie the massacre to Lou after forensic technicians recovered DNA mixtures from a coach purse from the crime scene that had Lou's DNA on it. Cobb said the DNA match didn't come until after Lou had already returned home to his native China and detectives feared they'd never be able to make an arrest. That changed on Sunday, however, when the feds took Lou into custody just minutes after he landed in California. Question. Why would you go back to the US? Yes. <laughs> I... makes That makes no sense. You just... Mer- Killed a family, narrowly escaped. They're pretty sure it's you. You, you wouldn't go back, would you? Yeah, I, one hundred percent wouldn't ever mm. again. Especially if he did it. If he didn't do it, then that's a different matter. But if he did it, which it sounded like he did, yeah. I mean, even if you're just fucking wanted for it, yeah, even if, if you didn't do it, you know, yeah. what I mean, I'd be like, well, looks like I'm never going back to the US again. Yeah. <laughs> like that is just. China would never extradite him, would they? Yeah, so he was safe over there. The Chronicle had reported the killing had baffled friends and families for years. There was a $70,000 reward for anyone who provided useful information as Houston's Chinese community reeled in grief. But now, the family's suspected killer behind bars, one community leader has said the arrest brings him more questions than it does answers. If this guy did it, how dare he come back? <laughs> Was Fang in China for all all of the past eight years? Had he traveled to and from the U.S. during that time? When had authorities focused on him? Family members felt an enraged colleague was the only explainable theory for the hit that appears to have been proven correct on Tuesday when Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez announced Lou's arrest. There's so much we do not know at this moment, but I hope justice will be done for his family. I just can't believe it, how a human being can do this, wiping out an entire family. Or is that it? Is that the end? Yeah, that's the end of it. It's pretty fucking It's quite a short one, yeah. So he's been arrested, so they've... I'm guessing they haven't charged... Did I say they charged him? He's been I think so. Yeah, there was. So they've. He returned a gun without a barrel <laughs> that he'd bought a couple of days before the killing. Killed him. Returned it, but without the barrel for some yeah. fucking inane reason. Probably Surely you just you just yeet that shit into a river, really, yeah. wouldn't you? And yeah. then they found his DNA on a coach bag or something. Yeah, I think on. we should follow this. Is it? Yeah, keep an eye on that one. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Do you want to about, hear about this puma? I'd love to, mate. If I'd like to know. Uh, yeah, do you want to hear about a puma? And I want to hear your Welsh accent again, mate. Black puma spotted on roof above Chester Market toilets. A man 
out drinking at Chester Market claims to have spotted a big cat on the roof roof of an adjacent hotel. The incident reported to Puma Watch North Wales. <laughs> Allegedly <laughs> happened around 7pm on Saturday, September the 3rd. James Davis said he left the mark had left the market to use the toilets in another building when he looked up to see the animal sniffing around behind a short wall. He says it lifted its head, looked back at him, at which point he could see it looked exactly like a puma. <laughs> the animal immediately turned and ran, but James was able to capture a photo as it did so. He told Puma Watch, I was out drinking with the boils in the market in Chester. You just you have to go outside into another old building to get to the toilets. And when I was around the corner where the toilets are, I spotted something moving on the roof opposite and made me look up from my phone. It was sniffing around behind the back of a wall, so at first I thought it was a dog on a roof for some reason. It must have heard me because it lifted its head, looked down at me, then immediately turned and ran away. I ran into the corner and looked along the roof towards the car park, but there was no sign of it. It had disappeared. When it looked at me, I could clearly see it was a cat of some kind. Far too big to be a dog, but it had short pointy ears, yellow eyes, and its face looked exactly like a puma. In the evening sun caught against its coat and I could see it was quite silky, like a cat. It had a, had a big curling tail. As I was already holding my phone, I managed to get a photo, but not until it started to run away. And then I went into the toilets and then went inside to show the boyos. <laughs> it was skeptical, but one suggested I send you the photo. Puma Watch North Wales was founded to investigate such sighting in North Wales, but has been getting reports from Cheshire and the Wirral. The latest sighting has been added to the group's Interactive map. It's <laughs> an interactive map. We're going to have to have a look at this. <laughs> yes. Watch founder, founder Tony Jones said, a few, mo- a few months ago, a motorist spotted an animal ma- matching the same description just a couple of miles away on Sealand Road. It's one of many sightings around Chester in recent years. Chester has become somewhat of a hot spot for big cat sightings with multiple clusters occurring across the last couple of years. This includes the occasion where an animal was caught on camera at Chester Meadows by a delivery driver. Last year, we shared a report of another motorist spotting a suspected panther stalking sheep just a few miles away near the M56 Chester services. Additionally, a lorry driver spotted a big cat crossing the same road behind the Costco in Chester. Just a few weeks ago, big cats were spotted in rural Cheshire at Brickerton Hall and Bunbury. And towards the end of last month, a lynx was reported sighting at the side of the A550 Welsh Road. A suspected big cat spotted on Chester Meadows in 2021. Last year, not far from the sighting reported today, someone spotted what could have been a puma near Balkan at a location under a mile, mile from four of a recent sightings. Just the canal to the north, a large black animal with a very long tail was spotted twice within a week around an abandoned Old Oaks golf course in Countess Cheshire County Park. <laughs> no, 
none of that was all in quotes, was it? You just, no, it you just really got into reading no, it's, it. Well, it is. <laughs> follow a four-foot-long cat with a great big bloody tail being spotted twice in one night in the fields bordering Balkan behind Sealand Road, Asda. Prior <laughs> behind the Asda. <laughs> prior to this. On the other side of the city centre, a member of the public reported in encountering a growling and snarling creature in Huntington Caldivali Nature Park. While in December, a big cat was caught on camera prowling Chester Meadows. And that's the end of the article. (laughs) Mate. There's a fucking lot of sightings for North Wales. Can I just say, absolute fucking kudos for that accent, mate. You fucking (laughs) nailed that the entire fucking way through. Glorious, mate. Right. Is that it for the news? Yeah, I think that's it for the news. Monkey news, you can't. Monkey takes down man with stone-cold stunner after he threw rocks at his mates. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't in Japan, it's in India. But, you know... They're all connected. They're all connected, man. It's going on all around the world now, so shit is kicking off. This is the moment a monkey performed an acrobatic takedown on a man who chased away its mates with a brick. The video shows a man picking up stones and trying to hit monkeys which were running around in a, in the Hathras district in northern India's Uttar Pradesh on Thursday. But while most of the pack ran away, one climbed up a building and launched an attack from above, knocking the man to the ground and tearing his shirt. The monkey's manoeuvre looked like the version of the Stunner, a finishing move used by WWE legend Stone Cold Steve Austin. A local source said, The animal later fled from the place after the attack. There has been a number of violent incidents between monkeys and humans this summer. In June, one-month-old baby boy died after injuries after a group of monkeys apparently kidnapped him from his mum's arms. Fucking hell. Yeah. In July, a four-month-old baby also died after allegedly being snatched from his parents and thrown off a building in India. And there were also reports of Yamaguchi in Japan. Yeah, there we Mm. go. It's all connected. It's all fucking connected, mate. It is all connected. The incidents involved 58 people since July 8th were forced the southwestern city to bring in the services of a special unit of hunting, the animals with tranquilizer guns. Well, as we also found out from the other week, they are not a special unit. <laughs> no, because they shot a woman. <laughs> yeah, they accidentally <laughs> shot a woman. Yeah. They reported it. Yeah, <laughs> she was just a helpful woman. Yeah. Just an innocent woman. (laughs) The monkeys were said to be biting and clawing at flesh, snatching babies and sneaking into nursery schools. No one was seriously injured, but at least one monkey was put to death. Fucking hell. Well, that that was the hit that they ordered, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where's this video of this fucking... You want to see this? Yeah, mate. Right, come on then. Before Are you we, ready uh, for this? Wrap up all this news. 
I kind of want to know the backstory of why he's attacking these monkeys. Go on, son! Watch out, watch out, watch out! Actually, RKO'd him. That was fucking brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, no. That was amazing. <laughs> I could watch this all day on a loop, to be quite honest. Oh. Fully RKO'd him. So funny. I could literally, I could have watched that on repeat all night. That's it for the monkey updates. Yeah. Um, this week. Movie news and game news and other thing news. <laughs> TV stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this will be brief before we get into the film review uh, I've got David Cronenberg's Scanners coming to television with a HBO series Ooh. so David Cronenberg's Scanners is coming to back to life as a television, sh- television series for HBO the upcoming series is based on the Canadian sci-fi horror movie from 1981 William Bridges Black- of Black Mirror will be serving as the writer and the showrunner for the series Will nice. be Jan, Jan Damage uh, of Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country on the board to direct as well as produce. That's nice, man. Again, I, I, yeah. I think as we were saying earlier, like I don't think I've ever, I've never seen, seen it, the original scanners. To be I've honest. seen the head explosion clip, as many people have. And it turns yeah. out you haven't, which I showed you earlier. But it is yeah. on our, it's on our wheel to watch. Ooh. So maybe that'll pop up later. That would be nice, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Scanners coming to HBO with the series. Uh, my movie news is the uh, Strangers. Um, there was two originally. They're being remade into a trilogy. Um, so there's a new one coming then. Yeah. So there's well, I know oh, they're rem- What they're going to reboot it as a trilogy, or they're, they're just rebooting do a third the, one. They're rebooting the entire oh, series, okay. right? As a trilogy. Um, directed by Rennie Harlan, who did uh, The Misfits and Exorcist, The Beginning, um, and produced by, oh, it's a Lionsgate, mm-hmm. um, and it started filming in Slovakia. Oh, so it's already underway then. Yeah, so it's kicked off. Basically, that is okay. the gist of it. So I don't know this how is... I feel about that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to get remade. to be. I mean, you could just make a third one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so the new one will follow... A character as she drives cross country with her long term boyfriend um, to start a new life in the Pacific Northwest when their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon, and the two are forced to spend the night in a secluded Airbnb. Their stay goes quickly awry and they get terrorized from Arrive. dusk till dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Click. Quickly awry. Quickly awry. <laughs> I'm with it, honest. And and they get terrorised from dusk till dawn by three masked strangers. So that's that. Mm. And then just a couple of quick gaming news for you. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game mm-hmm. is a thing. Yeah. Um, unlike the Friday the 13th games and stuff like that, this seems to be taking a bit more of a spin on... It's like a 4v3 instead. Oh, okay. So oh, four... so you get to play as the fucking Chop Top and the rest of them? You get to play as the full family, yeah. That's so pretty it's an cool. asymmetrical horror game where four players take the role of the victims on one team and three players oppose them as the family. And then If it I had that many out. friends, I'd be quite interested in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it wasn't just you versus me the yeah, entire time. Yeah, yeah. Or just us two trying to escape from somebody else. Because you can't play these games with fucking randos, can you? 
No, you need like, a crew. Like half the fun is playing it with the crew. Still like, want to give the Evil Dead game a go because that looks quite fun. Yeah, same. Which is the same sort of thing, I think. Again. Yeah, and the uh, it plays out in in basically the house as well, and the oh, victims, from the fir- from the original movie. From the original, That's yeah, pretty cool. which is full of meat hooks, bleach skulls, and bloody torsos, nice. and the victims have a simple goal: survive and escape. <laughs> yeah, and the family's basically got to murder them. That uh, sounds all right, to be fair. Yeah, there is a quick trailer if you want to have a gander. Um, we'll have a look at that later. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then each match starts with the victims shimmying free of their restraints in the basement. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Which is quite cool. That sounds um, pretty interesting. And then the this I'll bring up as well as a fellow Game Pass member. First of all, Metal Health Singer is out. Download it. Give it a bosh. Give it it's a play. It's on Game Pass? It's on Game Pass, Oh, mate. okay. All right, I'll give that a bosh. Um, and it's sick. I'm in the fourth level of hell, and the music just keeps getting fucking better and better and better okay, the cool. whole way through. I'll give that a so go. really enjoying it. And Scorn. And this, I feel like this has been talked Scorn. about for Why fucking is this ages. Out? No, um, but it is coming October twenty first, and they've just pass. dropped. Yeah, two okay, game cool. pass, and they've dropped a new trailer as well. All right, we'll watch that. Um, and yeah, it's it's all like heavily inspired by HR Giga Geiger, um, the guy did like. No, no, um, no H- HR Geiger was like. Uh, he was a Swiss artist. He was a Swiss artist, um, and he did like blended human biomechanical with machine type stuff. So he, a lot of the alien artwork was based on H.R. Giger's work as well. Um, so yeah, that looks super cool. But you can play it October. Oh, 21st. he does the Xenomorph stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, quick bit right, of nice. news for you there. Cool. I've got one more. Uh, Violent Night brings Holiday Fear to New York Comic Con in October with premiere screening. So this is uh, fresh off a poster reveal yesterday. We've learned that Tommy Workolas, who did Hanson and Gretel, Witch Hunters and Dead Snow, new holiday Ooh. horror movie, Violent Night, will be shown to the public at New York Comic Con next month, two nice. months before it's released. Violent Night stars David Harbour from Stranger Things Love as it. an ass-kicking Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, and the exclusive screening will happen at New York Comic Con on the 7th of October. Universal will then release Violent Night wide in theatres on December the 2nd. Nice. Violent Night was compared to Die Hard by David Harbour at uh, CinemaCon earlier this year. The film centred on Harbour Santa Claus rescuing a family that had been taken hostage. It's been described as a violent action comedy with John Leguizamo playing the villain. Don't know who that is. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds like I'm, a good I'm, I'm, all, I'm always good. I'm always down for a weird Christmas horror film. <laughs> Christmas yeah. film. Yeah, I love that shit. Love it. Film review. Let the right one in. movies, mutilation, decapitation, torture. Does that sound entertaining? Have you got a, a synopsis for synopsis. me? Synopsis. me. Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Ellie, a beautiful but peculiar girl. 
Why did you read that like Alan Partridge? <laughs> I don't know. I, and I was proper like... You're like a kid's TV presenter almost. <laughs> Just normal <Oscar>. men. <laughs> a bullied and overlooked boy finds love and revenge with Ellie. Vampire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, yeah. Swedish. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. Dubbed with subtitles, which I thought would be a massive issue for me, but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the film, to be fair. I I weirdly did as well. Like, I wouldn't call it a strict horror film. It's got horror elements, but it is more of a romance. It's more of a, yeah, just a bit of a strange It's not like Twilight romance. romance. It's no. like a, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird the right word? I don't know. It raises some questions that we'll get into in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I know where you're anyway. going with that one. But we might, yeah. That might be a bit of a spoiler, though, so I don't think we can... This is a review. It's not a blow-by-blow account, remember. I know, but... We could talk about that after. But, yeah, what what did you think? I, I enjoyed it. No, I, I really it was, enjoyed it. It was a slow burner. It was a slow burn that didn't get too slow. It didn't I drop d- my attention. For the first half, for me... You, I did, it didn't draw my attention at all. Really. There was a couple of points where I was a bit like, oh, "Get on with it," but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. The one mm. thing I did struggle with was it's two thousand and eight. It looked but, like it was set in nineteen seventy four, but it looked like it was set in like the eighties or <laughs> yeah. something. And like yeah. I I couldn't I figure was... out where the when when it was supposed to be based. Yeah, that was the I don't weird think thing. It really matters too much, but yeah, I know what you mean. I don't yeah. think it was set in 2008. I think it was meant to be set in the past. Where that is, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I d- it's, it's a different country, Sweden, so yeah, I don't, know. I don't really know what there. I don't... Well, I don't think they do. I think Sweden's quite ahead of the curve with most stuff, aren't they, really? Yeah, but yeah, I just... But I don't I know, st- yeah. I know what you I mean. Struggled like the clothes with... and the haircuts and the, the setting. Yeah. It almost I... looked... Sorry if you're Swedish and you're listening, because I know we have actually had a couple of le- listeners from Sweden... Have we? Uh, yes, we have. Oh, Bayern. Well, tack. This, this, is that thank you? That's Danish yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Danish as well. Anyway, uh, the this housing estate where it was sort of set, mostly mostly based around, for some reason I was getting like Eastern Bloc vibes. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I, don't, I hope that's not offensive to anyone who's listening from Sweden. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, that kind of council estate, if you were from the UK. It, it looked like a council estate block of flats, like yeah. based around a square almost, with like a playground in the middle or a green in the middle, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just, again, I just enjoyed it. And it surprised me how brutal it got at parts. Yes, very savage. There was some, a brilliant, I don't know, is this a spoiler? There's a brilliant scene where a vampire gets exposed to sunlight and it's fucking burst into flames yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing so good yeah i think some it was proper gory bits in it and there were some bits that I, it happened and i was like because i Yo, watched it what? with someone at the time i was like did i just see that and she yeah, was like i did exactly uh, the same. yeah it happened earlier as well and i was like did it yeah she was like yeah and i was like oh, fuck i must have missed that did what yeah it was talking about her eyes no okay i'm gonna have to cut you uh, edit back in. It was very subtle what happened. But the second there was a time lot it happened, I was like, what, the, like that. what? That thing really came out of the blue and like took me back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like again, I, I, 
that there was a lot of other little bits in there like that, like with her eyes and how they changed. Yeah, when and she, when the especially in the dark, the, yeah, as well. The, like, oh, well, we can obviously say this when the girl who is the vampire gets like bloodthirsty or hungry, her eyes go like wider. bigger, wider. Pupils get massive, and they get like a funny color almost. Yeah, yeah, and it's and there's I, I was like. Am I, is that happening? Is that am I noticing it? And then it kept happening. I was like, oh, that is a thing. It is happening. Yeah. It's not just my eyes playing tricks on me. It's actually putting, but it's really subtly done that you don't really notice it until it's happened. Yeah, it's very well. It's yeah. the bit. Uh, and again, I guess she she's a vampire, right? There, there's mm. no two ways about it. But they go into uh, a thing. And before he turns the lights on, her eyes are like reflecting light, like a cat's eyes. Yes. And then yeah. he turns the light on, and then you see her like her pupils kind of change from yeah, yeah. like cat's eyes back to people. Dialogue, and, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, like back to like a normal person's eye. Mate, some of the I little did, things like that. I did like the so fact that the, the cats knew she went right, and were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's another um, scene with some cats, which is just hilarious. That was so funny, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, that was creasing. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it as it well. It was a little guys. bit slow towards the start. It's, but then well, it's, it's, a, it's a very slow burny film, but for me, it mm. didn't, it didn't, it never, my attention never dropped, which I, with some slow burns, I can just zone out of quite easily. Yeah. But with that, I didn't. I don't know if it's because I was watching it with someone else at the time. If I was watching it on my own, it might have been a different story. But, mm. but yeah, I thought, yeah, it held my attention for the whole film. It was, yeah, as you say, a bit, it, it was a slow burn film, but I think a slow burn done well. Because a slow burn is quite easy yeah. to fuck up, I think. Exactly, yeah. It's slow and then there's too slow where nothing happens. Uh, painful. There's yeah. the, the coven. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it, man. That's all I can say, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're looking for all out horror, probably, probably not no, for you, but it did get uh, brutal in parts, which I didn't expect because of the subject matter was a romance between these these two kids. Two kids, yeah, like what they're both 12, 12 yeah, and a half or something. But I, I don't know if it, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the boy in it, Oscar, he it's revealed that he like, likes collecting newspaper clippings of murders and he knows a little bit about murder and bodies. He does, and I yeah. thought the route they were going to go down was he was going to become like a killer to give supply her bodies. That's where I thought it was going. Yeah. At one point, the bullies confront him and the girl says, like, next time they fuck with you, hit them and hit them hard and they'll stop. And he twats the kid around the head with a stick and cuts his ear open. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got this like smirk on his face, and I was like, "Oh, he's got he's got a taste for this now. He's he's going to start using yeah. this knife he's got hidden in his jacket and start killing people and letting the girl drink their blood, and that's going to be the film." And it wasn't. It didn't Maybe there was really that. supposed to be a second one because, but I know, like the because fact they kind of left it stuff. open and yeah. never. I like it when they kind of leave a film open, but leave it to your imagination rather than then fuck it up with a sequel that's shit. Yeah, exactly. Even though they've done a. American reboot, which I haven't seen, so I don't know anything about that. I don't know if it's better or worse. Not uh, reboot, remake, sorry. American I think, version. I think I read somewhere it, it was quite faithful oh, really? to the original. Okay. I think when I did a brief Google, yeah. I did read that. I yeah, guess... the, way, the way I thought the film was going to play, it didn't basically. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was nice. It was a, It was an interesting twist on a vampire film. 
yeah, as well. I it, thought it was didn't really stick to the normal so I... tropes and stuff. Well, it um, did. Yeah, so had but... to be invited. They had to be invited in. Obviously, the sunlight was an issue. I've just felt like it was done in a different way. I don't know. Yeah, why. yeah, but the, like... the 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 main tropes of a vampire were there. I don't. Did they ever really mention garlic? I don't. They did. They, no, they did. There was no mirrors involved. Or anything like that. You, you, unless it was in the background, you didn't quite catch. You didn't see her. I never noticed that. I, was, I probably no, should I look know. for that really. Yeah. But she, she inviting them in was a, a big thing in it. Because mm. at one point he's like, "Oh, what happens if I don't?" And she oh, walks yeah. in and just starts bleeding from the face. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I I really enjoyed it. I fully expected it to be like this Swedish art house film that I just wasn't going to get, and it was just really pleasantly just a good film. Yeah, and like the I think the music was very poignant in it yeah. as well like it wasn't a lot of the time like you know it picked and choosed where to put yeah. music in and it was mostly around like the most poignant parts yeah it wasn't overdone and it wasn't, it wasn't overdone. music for music's sake or anything like that yeah. yeah like the constant background music and all of that stuff as well there i was trying to figure out so there's a scene where you like first meet her mm. and the little jump that she does it looks slowed down, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah. I thought that was so good. And then it's I was very subtle. And there was they that I felt like they managed to do it really well for some shots, but then didn't for others. Yeah, she wasn't exhaling cold air. Mm. You couldn't see the right the breath. The moist, yeah, because she's dead. Yeah, you couldn't see yeah. her breath. At no some fangs of the though at any point, which I thought was no. quite nice. Because yeah. it can be a bit cheesy when the teeth grow. Yeah. We make or break almost. So I thought without not including that was probably, I don't know if it was a choice on the part of the look of the film or maybe the budget. I have no idea. But mm. I think not including that was quite a nice little choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, I yeah. Just... When she jumps off that little jungle gym at the very start when he first meets her, I was like, I thought that looks... It's it's not too slow to be obvious, but it's not a normal jump down. Yeah, it's just a she kind of I mean? like floats, floats down almost, a little bit, but it's very yeah. subtle. It's quite it's very well done. Yeah, I I just thought it was all um, yeah, just really good. Um, apparently, the word vampire is only used once in the film as well. I think he Oscar says it doesn't yeah. he once? Yeah, he says you're a vampire or are you a vampire or something like yeah. that. And then he asks her if she's dead and how old she actually is, and she doesn't really know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the 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 strange question that it brought up for me because one of the taglines for the film mm. is Ellie is twelve years old. She's been twelve for over two hundred years, and she's just moved in next door. <laughs> but then, of course, they start. They never getting... reference that she's been twelve for two hundred years in the film, though. No, they just, just she implied just says, that she'd been twelve for a long time because she can't time. remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of thought, I guess maybe as her body's frozen at 12, maybe yeah. she hasn't grown out of the headspace of a 12-year-old. Well, this year is old. what the, who I was watching it with said. He said it was nice that because she was obviously turned at 12, that she contains childish, like she's not quite, she's not an adult in a 12-year-old's body. Yeah, She's yeah, still she's a child stuck, stuck in time almost. As, but as a 12-year-old, like, yeah. But with certain grown-up, not, not features, but certain grown-up elements to her, but not. Mass, you know, she's not 215 in a 12-year-old's body. She's almost 12 
all the time, but she's got a few learned things that make her seem a bit older sometimes. But yeah. still, essentially, she is still a child. Yeah, you know yeah. Because I, mean? I was a little bit like, of course, as the relationship deepers, I was like, is this a bit weird? Yeah, yeah. Is this a bit strange? Yeah. yeah, I was a bit like, hmm. But she's a vampire, so of course yeah. it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a film, right? Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, really. Um, what are you going to give it then? Out of five? Out of five? Ah, I've just seen the movie is set in 1982. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but that's brought me a little. It bit never referenced it though, but I don't think no. there's any need to really. Is there? Out of five, I'm going to think I'm going to go for a three, strong three. Really? Yeah. I I was going to call it a two. Really? I know. I know that sounds bad. I was going to call it a two to two and a half at a push. I'll call like, it. A, I, I'm going to give it a three. I think. I enjoyed it, but I guess if we look at it, is like, is it a horror film? It's well, yeah, not really a horror film, but it's it's as it as but, I said, it's got it's got a horror element. I mean, it gets really elements. brutal at points, but it's not mm. it's not a scary. It's not a film to scare you. Yeah, you know, I did I did enjoy it. I was engrossed the entire way through. Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 sticking with a three. Are you going to go with a two? I, two? I think I'll go with a two and a half. Yeah, can we split so. the difference at two seven five? We get a bit weird. If we get specific with these fucking ratings, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, I'll give it a uh, two point nine three recurring. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think two two and a half to three. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between them, two and a half and three. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it was just different. I think if fun. you were to watch it, you'd have to watch it in like December when it's cold as fuck outside. It's yeah. that kind of, you know, if it was snowing, even better. Like the rank. Yeah, you know, it's a film that you can't watch it in the summer. I mean, we want, no. we want, what is it now? It's like just coming into autumn, which is it's more Halloween-y time for film. I mean, I could, you know I could I mean see by, my breath this morning when I went out. But do you know outside. what I mean by films suit different times of year better than others? Yeah. Like you're not going to watch a fucking summer, summer camp slasher in the middle of winter. It just doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's a I wintery film. Give it a bash. Again, yeah. it's not outright horror. It might be quite a good, like introductory kind of horror film i think it's a good one to watch on a date that'd be one to watch on a date i think on a date yeah if you got a if you go on a, a date with a, or you got someone coming around who's a horror fan you're like oh should we stick a film on stick that on fucking hell, i think you'll be in anyone's good books yeah fair yeah. enough they're a horror fan and whatever as well anyway yeah about a two and a half to a three i think we're gonna have to remain yeah. split on this you're one, gonna have to, to remain split on this one i think yeah right do you want to show me your wheel? I'm going to show you my fucking your wheel. Wheels within wheels. You oh, ready I'm for ho- this? I'm hoping for something good. Yeah, like, I me really too. want. Well, we might be watching horror. this together. Oh, we will. We're spooning. So, we're spinning. I want shit yourself, horror. We're spinning. Come on, come on, baby. Chud. Chud. What yes. the fuck is Chud? Yes. Yes. I'd have oh. no idea, but it looks hilarious. Synopsisize me then for Chud. So you've already it's already gone down in my estimations if you typed in B movie horror film. Come on. We both know that B movie horror films can be fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah, to be fair. I, I do take we've that back, seen, but we've both seen Dead Alive. Yes. 
True. Chud, as in C dot H dot U dot D. It's nineteen eighty four, directed by Douglas Cheek. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go on. They're not staying down there anymore. A rash of bizarre murders in New York City seems to point to a group of grotesquely deformed vagrants living in the sewers. A courageous policeman, a photojournalist and his girlfriend and a nutty bum who seem to know a lot about the creatures band together to try and determine what the creatures are and how to stop them. Alright, you've won me back there. You've won me back there, mate. It's on Amazon Prime in the UK. Bush. Yeah. So yeah, chud for that. 1984. I'm actually nice. quite excited to watch this, to be honest. The it synopsis. sounds like it's going to be a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. We will be watching chud. So nice. uh, that's everything, I think, for this week, isn't it? That is all, yeah. Thanks yeah. for uh, hanging out with us, yeah. as always. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, obviously we're on all good podcast platforms where you found this that's where we are give us a review give us a five star rating please that helps a lot give us a thumbs up follow the bell thing all that shit uh on socials at sftc podcast on instagram twitter and facebook to find all the articles we talked about uh they will be in the twitter somewhere will be indeed you can send us an email the stories from the crypt at gmail.com with any spooky stories that you might have, any strange news, encounters, strange news stuff that you might have found online. Um, if you've just ever been through anything like that that you might want to share with us and have us, you ever had a rapport with a reptilian? Oh, ever been kicked by a kraken? Ever been fucked off by Frogman? <laughs> We want to know. We want to hear about it. You've been banged out by a banshee. (laughs) So, yeah, if you've ever had a weird encounter or seen a weird cryptid or an alien or UFOs or some some spooky shit happened to you, drop us an email, storiesfromthecrypt at gmail.com, and we will gladly read out what you've got to tell us. You have been beautiful. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And as always, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Absent friends. Absent friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.